You are now listening to the My Last Nerve Podcast. All right, we're back. We're back. Um, we have Dr. Taylor here with us again with a hat backwards on and shit, ready to do some work. She looks serious today. <laughs> How you doing today? On too. I'm doing good. I do um, have my glasses on. In my head, but that's because it's a bad hair day. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, let Jesus be um, some baby hairs. Oh, anyway. Dang, she got baby hairs. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, we, we, we're back again with part two of uh, What's Law, where we were discussing um, the relationship between a couple and in laws. Um, Part one um, received a lot of uh, reviews, some, you know, that were, you know, somewhat positive or very positive and some a little bit questionable. But I think those are we're going to be able to address all of those Um, before we get into um, all of those things. I think that before we decided or I decided to go forward with um this topic i was very hesitant to even you know do this topic and i think from the feedback we got from it i think we definitely made the right decision to go forward and do it i was hesitant to want to do this topic because i was kind of afraid of um what type of responses we would get the and who we get the response from but considering the the amount of feedback we got from the topic it kind of just let me know that this was the right choice to go ahead and do this topic. Um, because I feel like though it, it was LaShawn and I's truth, um, I think we're going to end up being a blessing for a lot of other people because that's the entire reason we decided to do this podcast is because some of the things that we go through, there are other people, other couples that are going through some of the same things. So it kind of just lets everybody know that they're not alone in whatever they're going through. Um, so I guess I'm going to just stop right there and then I'll get into a lot of the other things that I want to make sure that I address personally, um, <laughs> personally and respectively. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that, um, as we go forward today. So I know that we have some questions that, um, some of our listeners, um, provided to us. So which one do we want to start with first? Um, well, it depends on. So, Dr. Taylor, do you want to start with any of your questions that you may have received, or do you want to start with mine's, or how you want to go? We'll start. I'll I'll start. I'll okay. start. Um, reflecting on the segment part one, I feel like you all um, presented yes your truth from your perspective. And um, you provided the the listeners a little substance, Um, not a lot of details. And there's so I just have um, not because I want you all to unmask, you know, every single detail. But I guess I wanted to make sure that you all provided some some additional perspective. So I have some questions that um, I would like to ask you all and then. I would like to deep dive into the listeners' questions and then kind of make sure I give the listeners what they what they expect what they're expecting from me as far as like homework and how to kind of personally grow in your family and as an individual. So, Perfect. so yes, you presented 
you presented perspectives from both sides, LaShawn, your, um, your family and chasing your family. So in, in general, I want you all to tell me what have you done to bring the family together when um, there has been a divide? Because there is a divide. Because there is conflict present and we're wanting to work through it or we're wanting to fix it. So what have either of you done to bring the family together? Well, um, I can kind of bring it back to, oh, back to like 2015. So um, right at the beginning of 2015, there was a little, um, you know, rift. But I think it was more so just kind of understanding communication, communication styles, all of those things. And so um, we had Chasen's, uh, he actually married us. So Chasen's uncle, he married us um, and he kind of held pretty much like a, a meeting with the family to try to understand what what were what were some of the things that we weren't seeing eye to eye on so we met maybe about hmm, i have to say like five months before we got married and then maybe about two to three weeks before we got married it was another issue that came up and he uh rallied that um but after the wedding that's when a lot of the the communication kind of uh stopped um there I would say that Chasen would sometimes communicate with his parents um, and his sister. Um, you know, it wouldn't be very frequently, but I think they had some type of line of communication open. And then um, it kind of stopped. And so for myself personally, um, I have text and sent, I've sent multiple text messages. And the reason why I did that. That was my, you know, method of choice was because I would, it, there came a pattern when we were trying to talk on the phone, people would over talk one another. It just wouldn't be very constructive. So I feel like through a text message, I can get my thing out. You can get your thing out and there's no interrupting, you know, one another. So there were several times between 2015 all the way up to like just July of 2020 where I have sent text messages to uh, Chasen's aunt, his sister, his mom. Um, I have um, also called uh, specifically his mom a couple of times. Conversation did not go well. Um, and I have talked to Chasen's dad. Um, and so I feel like for myself, um, I have extended the olive branch as much as I was allowed to I mean because at a certain point um it's only so much I can do because it takes two to communicate so if I'm reaching out and I'm calling and I'm texting and they're like you literally leave me on red there's nothing that I can do so um I know Chasen he has you know done a couple of things too so well I don't Again, again, I don't want to, you know, me to say anything and make it you make anybody look bad. It's not my intent, um, because I'll be the first to say that I may have uh, either miscommunicated or not followed up. I know um, a few years back 
there was a time to where um, I was asked to meet up with my mother. Um, I communicated back, um, hey, let me know when, and, you know, we can do that. And I think that communication was misunderstood as if um, I didn't necessarily, um, you know, select a date and time. And um, I kind of left that request on red. And um, <laughs> I, I, there's a generational gap when it comes to texting and communication like that. So that's my fault. I probably should have been a little bit more deliberate um, on that. But then that just led to that miscommunication led to um, a little bit of a, a an issue between um, my sister and I because it, it it was made to look as if um, she reached out, she tried, and I and I just didn't, and that that wasn't the case at the time. And again, I I, I chalked that up to miscommunication. Now, other than that, you know, I have um, you know I've texted, hey, you know, this is what I expect, this is what we expect in order for us to move forward in this situation, and didn't hear anything back. I've even you know, went so much as to write a letter, to write a letter, sign it, and not just send it by regular mail, send it by FedEx with a tracking number to make sure that it, it got delivered um, to my, 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 my mother and my parents, expressing how I felt, ex expressing that, you know, no matter what the situation is, um, you know, I still want you to have some type of relationship with your grandchildren. I, you know, we want to be able to somewhat work through this situation and get to a better point. Um, and there was no, there was no response. So I know for sure that it was received because one, I, I verbally, um, you know, communicated this information to my father. So he, he stated it was received. And then, like I said, I had a tracking number on it. So I know it was delivered and it got there and, um, didn't hear anything back. Why didn't we didn't hear anything back? I don't know. I can't speak on that. It could be a number of different reasons. Um, but I know one thing that has been said is that God gonna work it out. Well, you know, I believe that God will work it out. But I also believe that um, you know, you know what they say, you know, um faith without works is dead. Yeah. Um, so I think we I think my family probably believes that, hey, God going to fix it eventually at some point and somewhat. But, you know, it's not work being done. Um, so how is that going to happen? So that's just kind of where our efforts have stopped. And I don't I haven't seen any other efforts come about. But also, let's just preface and like just kind of make make people understand these efforts were also put into play as of 2020. So we are talking about May 2020, Mother's Day. We're talking about a random Thursday in July of 2020. So, yes, our efforts just have, you know, stopped at a, you know, not so much stop, but I want to say maybe on pause because this was recent uh, as far as reaching out. Um, but, I mean, I can say that I have not reached out to chasing sister recently it was maybe back in 2017 when I, the last time i reached out to her specifically but i just feel like that that's something that can be worked out um honestly amongst chasing and his sister you know um 
I don't mind rekindling a relationship with any family member of Chasen's, but I think that at the meat and potatoes of everything is that this is his family. You know, um, it's important that he fix this fractured relationship. So therefore there can be a thriving relationship with the people that are most important out of all of this, which are children and cousins that have never met each other before. So I think that's what's most important. Okay. So, uh, much like I did in the first one, I just kind of want to dissect some things, um, just as a reflection because I wasn't there and, um, and I am just a listening ear in this scenario. And so hearing the meetings were, um, prompted, I'm assuming that the effort was to problem solve. Maybe that is, that was the goal, um, However, when you get a bunch of people in the room, sometimes it's less solution focused and it's more about um, just voicing their thoughts and opinions, which can hinder the ability for us to grow and go from it. And so I'm wondering if the effort, the intention was to problem solve, but yet the reason why we couldn't get on the same page is because maybe people were there more or less to voice their thoughts and um, maybe want to be heard. And maybe at that time we are wanting to hold each other accountable and maybe even placing blame on whoever we feel like needs to step up and say, say something. And they might feel the same way about your part of your role. Mm-hmm. Um, texting was a method that you used to reach out also phone calls and maybe even some face-to-face interactions. Um, texting, from you, LaShawn, um, it kind of goes back to you also being in a relationship building phase and it not being received by you because we still have yet to grow with you. We mm-hmm. still have yet to really get to know you. So it, it could be one of those things where we're expecting to hear these things from our son. Also, and older people don't like to text, so they don't know how to. They don't know how to text. Yeah, so that's true. Older people would prefer yeah, other methods. Other methods of communication. And so, um, because, like I said, because I think y'all in the y'all are still in the relationship building phase. That most of the communication at that time or even now sh- should probably come from chasing. Now, do I do do I think that it is important to build a relationship? Yeah, so that. When I'm reading it, I'm not reading it from my tone of maybe attitude or um, or I think she's being disrespectful because I don't I don't quite know. So um, so that that's my thought on the, the, the texting method. Although, like I said, I heard you say you attempted um, to to reach out other ways. Jason, you hold just you held yourself accountable for the follow through in the meetup. Maybe they feel like that's that was their effort and and they tried and then you didn't follow through. So maybe then they set a boundary and felt like, is it worth it or am I going to uh, be rejected? If that's if that's what they labeled it as, you know, in that in that specific situation. I. Like I said, we don't know. We don't know. But. You did hold yourself accountable 
you've both voiced in what ways you have tried to bring the family together. Even if you um, have made effort efforts up until this point of 2020, tell me why you feel like they should reach out to you or call you or um, communicate with you. Well, I mean, and then as the older I get, the more I realize that this is not a, a, a positive or a good way of thinking. But I read this earlier this, this week. Somebody posted it. It was like, um, you know, we all grown until it's time to start talking about healing or apologizing or just, you know, overall communication. And my whole time, whole whole way of thinking is like, I'm I'm the child still at the end of the day. I'm the son. I'm the little brother. I'm the, the, the nephew. I'm the grandson. Why is it that I should be the one reaching out to older people? My, my mother, my father, my, my grandmother, my aunt, my older sister. Why is it that I'm the one reaching out? Why is it? These are your grandchildren. You know, why is it that you not reaching out to me to be able to see them? Why is it that it's okay for, you know, you know, your, your wife not to speak to me or not to want to speak to me? Why are you allowing that? These are the things that, that, that I'm thinking. These are the things that I've been I was thinking for years, which is why I was kind of, you know, hesitant to be to be so eager to want to reach out and to get a conversation started or to start the process of of healing. Because it's healing because it's, it's, it's clearly a lot of hurt going on. There's a lot of damage done. So the only way to repair it is, is to to heal. But I never felt like I should be the one that have to do it or I got to do it because I'm I'm the youngest one in my immediate family. Why is it on me? Why is it on me? Why does nobody give a damn enough to say, hey, this is another Christmas gone by. It's another Thanksgiving by. It's another birthday gone by that he's not here with his family and two of the youngest members of, of the entire family as a whole. Why are they not here? Why has nothing been done to go ahead and get them here Instead of continue to have this problem year after year after year after year, why is why is it on me? Why is it on me? So that that's why that that's why that that that's why I'm like, damn, it's a lot of grown ass people, but the youngest one got to be the one to be able to do it. And then when I do attempt, when I do try, it still falls on deaf ears, or I'm still the bad guy. I'm still the one that's that's uh, you know the black sheep. Why? What 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 did I do so bad? Or what have I done so bad? What have my wife done so bad to where this is how we're treated? And and if if, if it is something that we've done that's bad, why not say it? Why we not tell still us? Don't why know. not? Why why not tell us? And you know, ultimately, I think it got something to do with with money. I'll be I'll be honest. Money. Yeah. What me, money? See. Yeah. I, I I think it got something to do with money because. And I, I I really don't care because and, and like I and like I did it like I'm just a criminal. It is a whole pandemic out here. here I ain't thing. nobody getting no money. Here's the thing: now. if we owe something, you better charge it, it to okay. the guy. Okay, well, I, you know, whether I... <laughs> not no money. <sighs> well, not with people that work nine to five. Ain't nobody. Let me tell y'all something. Now, this is a caveat I can say: ain't nobody in his family rich. Ain't nobody sitting oh, wow. on their butt being a real housewife of. Collin County, Dallas County, well, or, neither, neither, or neither, whatever. Neither, neither, neither am so I. I'm but at saying the end of the day, that to say that ain't nobody getting no money paid back if but, you think it's some money. So oh, y'all, please take the I mean, money off the table. But it, it, that's what it is. I got it. Don't don't sleep. It's, you got it, but got ain't it, getting but, it. So next. But that's what I think it is. And, and it, and, but it's, but that I also think <laughs> if 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 that is the case, that's another situation of of miscommunication. So, but. 
Um, but we'll just, but we'll, we'll, but that's what I, that's what I, 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 I thought it was, and I think it is. But come to find out, there's some other little things. But those other little things that they, that it is, I feel like they're very little. They're very minute to have this be the extreme. So to answer your question, I mean, I, I think I, I just answered it, but you know. I just don't think it should be uh, ever a situation where somebody has to jump through so many hoops just to have an initial conversation. Like, it should not take that you must, you know, run. It, it shouldn't be a game of, uh, y'all remember Temple Run? It shouldn't be Temple Run. It, sh- it should not be that to have a full, just a, a preliminary conversation and say, hey, I know that I may have you know, hurt you or said some hurtful things to you. You have offended me, but let's get to a point to where we can agree to disagree and we can either hash this stuff out, you know what I'm saying, in a healthy way, or we can really agree to let's just let bygones be bygones. Let's start anew and let's just try this whole thing over again. That could help. That could hurry things along too, because only thing is going on is people just getting older. That's it. So you don't want it to come to a situation where these grandkids had gotten so much older that they don't even have time to even rekindle a relationship with you. Okay, so there was a key word that I think. Um, was in this question and it said, and I said, you know, why are you expecting them to reach out or call you? And I think expectations is the key word because uh, when Chasen was speaking, he kind of had a hierarchy expectation. He was feeling like I'm the youngest. I'm then he, you know, listed off his roles, nephew, son, um, grandson, um, and, and, uh, and I'm, and I'm sure others, but he was, he's feeling like there's a hierarchy to this and, because I am the youngest, I would expect my mom, my grandma, uh, my aunt, or whomever, um, sister, even to reach out. And so expectations could be both ways because they might not have the hierarchy expectation. They might have some expectations as to how they expect Jason to reach out. And even in his efforts to communicate in a healthy way they could still be received in a disrespectful way they could label it as such because he is the youngest right Mm -hmm. so um my son shouldn't address me that way my grandson shouldn't address me that way and and i don't know how you would address or didn't address them chasing so this is still from a curious perspective um they might label your actions as um disrespect or um, not meeting their expectations. Jason attempted to draw conclusions about why he feels that they aren't reaching out. Um, and I think because it's been so long that you all are attempting to see what is it that I haven't held myself accountable for? What is it that I need to say? What is it that I need to address? Because you are at the point where you want to move forward. So I'm willing to own it. I just need to know what it is because I maybe I'm I'm assuming that Everything that you have said might be something that, yeah, bothered them. But maybe there's a, maybe there is something that you haven't said that they just feel like 
but you haven't addressed this or you haven't taken accountability for this. So with chasing drawing conclusions, maybe um, there is something that you all haven't addressed. But um, LaShawn, you, you talked about the concept of agree to disagree. And that, again, that can be twofold. Agree to disagree is potentially for the efforts for us to just move forward because it's been so long. Um, but it might not be what they want. Like I said, it might be that they need, they, we need to have an in-depth conversation when we, when or if we come to this point, I don't want to agree to disagree. I want to share my thoughts. I want to share my feelings. I want to be validated. I want to, um, I want some accountability. I, Mm -hmm. in any and all of those things. And so, um, but I do think an an initial preliminary, preliminary meeting could get you all those get you all those answers and mm-hmm. so uh, potentially in the least bit it would be necessary it is necessary mm-hmm. because there's something that potentially feel you're not saying so in a preliminary uh meeting that's when you can kind of figure out okay what are we going to talk about or like do we set expectations at that point and then set boundaries like how do you go into it kind of strategizing for a meeting that needs to be productive and problem solving and not so much like, you know, yeah, air out your grievances, but at the same time, let's solve the problem. Yeah. So I do have that for you. It's actually in your homework that Ooh, I'm going to present. Yeah, but I got, but I, but I, I will make sure that you get that answer because it is a part of your homework. Um, I, I guess I, I'm curious again about like, what have you done to push your family away? Um, my family, mine. Y'all can both, yeah, answer okay. um so, specifically okay. to both sides. To both sides. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, for my family, I think I am a very um. How should I say it? I thrive off of loyalty. Um. I I really really do, and so if my if your if I feel like that for some reason there is a um a compromise in any of that I automatically fall back, and that's just not even with family members. That's just in relationships in re, in general with me. If I ever feel like there has been an instance where you know, um, I feel betrayed in any type of way. Um, especially if I have, came, if I came to a situation to where like, you know, me and you were talking about something, I'm airing out my grievances to you. And I feel as though you are not hearing me. Um, you're being very dismissive. Um, you're not understanding my point of view. I draw all the way back and I draw all the way back sometimes abruptly um i don't say well you know what because you are not doing xyz now i'm going to not talk to you like i don't even say that um i just automatically just fall all the way back and so because i do that um i think it's very unhealthy because sometimes it leaves people um not knowing exactly what happened you know what I'm saying? It could have been something that was very small, but it was big to me. 
and I didn't allow that person the opportunity to sometimes fix it. Now, sometimes I do give you a chance to fix it, but for the most part, I don't. Um, so, I mean, it's just that I'm not, I don't know. I'm just so, I'm so, my feelings and my emotions, I already don't display a lot of emotions, especially on the like real emotional tip. It's very hard for me to do that. So when I let a person in and then they let me down, it's very hard for me to like, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't buy back easily. You say uh, what caused uh, family to be pushed away, to be anything driven that, away? Anything that you've done. Okay, I can answer that for both sides of the family. Two things. We grew up and we got married. And that don't sit right with, with both sides of the family. For whatever reason, I guess I'm, I feel like I'm still expected to be Lil Chasen. Um, LaShawn was supposed to be little LaShawn and still staying with, with her mama, still staying in her mama household. And because we decided to, to boss up, be on our own, get married, have a family, and then have a productive family, it's just like, ah, that ain't what they supposed to do. They still supposed to listen to us and do what we say. That's just how I feel. Now, it could be wrong. It, it, it could be wrong, but that's how I feel because that's the type of reactions that we, we get. Now, I have no idea as to why we would get those type of reactions, you know, especially from, from me. Um, you know, I'm a young black man. I get married, faithful to my wife, take care of my family. On top of that, it's, it's not very likely that a man is going to take another man's child as his own since before he was even one years old and not have a problem with it to this day. So it's just like, why would you have any problems with with that? Especially if if both families have a history of that not happening. So I don't know if that could be a draw, um, you know, uh, of, of other emotions. I have no idea. But if that's the case, why can't we just communicate that and work through that together? Because it's not as if we both didn't live it. So therefore, that could be what triggers me to be to be to want to be the type of husband or the type of father. And, and it's okay. And, it, and I think these are things that a lot of black families go through. And it, But a lot of black families don't pinpoint those issues and, and resolve them. So you can tell me if I'm, I'm, I'm wrong or right. But again, this is how I feel. I, I, I don't want to speak for anybody. But this is just how I feel. But I, I think that's what caused a, a rift between both families is that LaShawn and I decided to do what we felt was best for, for us when we felt when we felt that. Um, and, and it I, wasn't and I, to say that we wasn't appreciative to anything that anybody had done for us to set us up for these things. But, I mean, when you think about it on the grand scheme of things, just like Jason said, just kind of piggyback, like you got two college-educated people that came together to make a family, to move and start an adventure on their own and it wasn't like it was people behind us rooting and clapping and this and that no it was an argument here somebody mad there somebody not talking to you here and it's like what well, dang you know like what hell, i mean hell i work i'm not strung out on drugs i'm not saying nobody else neither one of our families is either one of those things but i'm just saying these are all things that 
are not always expected of black men but it, it was a it was things that i was taught to do as i was growing up things that i was expected to do once i became an adult and became a man Correct. so it's just like now that i'm here what other same issues could me. there possibly same be same for me I, so. I went to college yes i did get pregnant while i was in college but i also persevered i also was an honor student pledged um you know, was able to work for the first black mayor. But you know what, Taylor? You know what I'm saying? Like, we have all these things I'm that sorry, we still went through and persevered <laughs> through just to be on the other side to still have some type of anguish. It's just some. It's it's just a little unsettling. But you know what, with, with that being said, and this could be a deeper issue, but it could be one of the issues that may need to be worked out. I feel like I could have also been a disappointment in that same respect. I could have not been the the man that they expected or wanted me to be. So now that I'm here and this is what I am and I'm fully committed to being this this man and being in this position, it's like, well, that may not sit right. Again, I don't know. That's why I can only assume and, and question and ask. I wish that, you know, I could ask that to somebody and get an answer from them. But again, you know, th th those are just some of the things that I think could have caused a, a, a rift. Well, let's not. I hope that's not an issue or a thing because sometimes our parents don't live up to the expectations that we have for them. Like, because we have to also understand that. That's the whole reason why at first, when we first started going through this, Dr. Taylor, like I used to be so upset. I used to cry. I used to be upset because I really felt like it was my fault and I caused the rift with his family. Because, yeah, everything might not be all 100 and whatever on my side, but my my family, uh, I have a relationship with them uh, and I have not been shunned away. You know what I'm saying? So... It's the the way our relationships are with our in-laws are two totally different extremes to a certain extent. And so it really, really, really used to really bother me. But then I had to, I don't know where I saw this at. I don't know if I heard this on a podcast or what, but it was a, a lady um, and she was like talking about how we have to sometimes understand that our parents are people. We hold them to such a high standard, such a high regard, and we expect so much from them. But they are literally people. They did not have a manual to do this. They didn't have a manual to do any of the stuff that they did for us. They did the best that they can with the references that they were able to use and, and things that happened to them. So once I started to understand that, like, you know what, these are people and I got to quit, you know what I'm saying? I got to quit tripping. And once I did that, I was able to disassociate my feelings with the actual issue at hand. So, but I still feel a way because I don't want, I just wanted to work out for chasing. You know what I'm saying? I want to work out for chasing. I want to work out for chasing kids. Like, that's what I want, you know. Um, my feelings and what I have going on, it can be secondary to that. Because I think that's what's most important. Okay, so, um, LaShawn, in your reflection of your relationship with your family, um, you were talking about how important it is for you to be heard and maybe even validated. Um, and when 
there is a lack of validation or lack of understanding that you will um, kind of set up a set a boundary, which is okay. So that that part of the dynamic is healthy. What's unhealthy is the lack in the communication before setting the boundary. So even if you're not saying, um, I didn't feel heard, I felt disrespected, what have you, even if you don't say that, um, you can have the boundary, but it is important to communicate it. Um, so I'm not saying that you cannot take a step back, but you can't have a guard up. I would just expect you to communicate that first. So there is, it's something to work on. Why people don't is because they don't want to address their vulnerability. They don't want to communicate with someone who already, who you already felt like didn't understand the conversation at hand. They, they're not going to, they're not going to hear or want to hear how they made me feel. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we just have that conversation with ourselves and just say, you know what, I'm going over here for a month or two or maybe even forever. And I don't, I don't have to tell them, mm-hmm. but it, if if we're all trying to grow in the scenario, we also have to be a model of how to grow. So they might not be there yet. They might still say, you know, you know, I didn't mean it like that or, um, or be dismissive, but you're going to be a model for what your expectations are. Um, now Chase, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I am going to have to bring you back because last week, you held yourself accountable for a lot of things. Um, and I was proud of you for that. And in this answering this question, you responded by saying it's two things. We grew up and got married. Um, and that can be your opinion, but then you still lack the accountability as far as readdressing the things that you reported last week about things that you could have done. We talked about, Said not setting your parents up for success when they came down to Jackson. We talked about um, not necessarily communicating LaShawn's role in your life. We talked about um, sweeping things under the rug and not necessarily addressing them head on. So there, there are some things. There are some things that could have been done by you to push the family away. And you said that last week. Okay, but but you look at now. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, okay. So yeah, those were things that to start the relationship that I feel like caused a a rift to to start the relationship to where it didn't get off on the best foot. But once it was communicated, once it was said, once it was understood that this is my wife, this is why she's my wife. This is the person that I want to build a family with and I'm going to build a family with. What else was I supposed to do? Because if, yeah, at the beginning, if I didn't do what I was supposed to do by LaShawn and by my family, I'd admit to doing that. But if after that, I felt if I did everything I was supposed to do to get to where we ended up being, what else was I supposed to do? But, okay, but you also said that there were things that happened. There was that build-up process. So within that build-up process, you were squeaky clean? Hell yeah. Okay. I was, yeah. I mean, cause, cause, because here's the thing. And, but nobody, I'm, I'm so, not saying that to say you have to bury yourself, but I am saying that to say it's a part. You play a, you play a part. 
You I could played, have gotten God, upset. I played, I played you the have, part. You could have yelled. You could have cursed. You could have screamed. And you I'm, sure, said, I'm pretty you sure. You could have done all that. You I'm pretty done sure all that. I did. And, and if I did do that, it, it was to it was in a passionate way to say, like, I'm not taking whatever it is that you are trying to to do that that's not going to benefit where we going. And and to be honest with you, it, it's probably going to take a lot more than this conversation here to, to change my mind on it because I felt I feel like once we got married, LaShawn took the place of my mama and anybody else. LaShawn came first. So if I communicated that with you, that this is going to be the mother of my child, the mother of my children, this is going to be my wife, this is the person that I'm choosing to spend the rest of my life with, what else is there? What, what what else is there? Because for the longest time, I didn't even understand. I, I still don't understand, like, why would you not like LaShawn? Why would you not like us? Hell, we pretty cool. People like being around us. I mean, we 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 really the shit. I mean, you know, we we really getting there. I mean, I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be honest with you. I mean, I, I like mean, if I you mean, don't if you don't fool with us, then I mean, I I, I like to think something might be wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, Boy, and that, that, that and that, that might be where we at. Something may be wrong with you if you don't want to fool with us. That, that's just, but but my thing is, hold on, let me because I, I, I want to get to my point here. And then I'm gonna it's, tell you what my back my backseat view was. Because the thing is, the reason why I felt so strong about it, and I, I felt so strong about, um, you know, how I felt about Lashawn, and you know, making sure that it was known that this is the person I'm with, this person I'm going to be with, this is my wife, this is my everything. It's because I thought there was a point to where my family turned their back on me and they didn't want nothing to do with me. This is before we even got married. And I felt like it was because I didn't do the things they expected me to do. I didn't do the things they wanted me to do. And this could, and this is just specifically really my mother, Um, like after I got married, like, I mean, after I graduated from high school, I mean, college, excuse college. me, from college. And I made some mistakes personally um, to where I didn't put myself in the best position. But again, I'm 22 years old. I'm fresh out of college. I was kind of figuring out life. I was kind of figuring out life. And I even made the decision that I wanted to figure out life on my own. Now, was that the probably the best decision? No, because I, I think I may have alienated my my family. May have? Yeah. I, right. I, I can't. I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I, I I haven't been told. I haven't been told that I did. Why so that's why you, I may have. Why Why do you feel like you? Um, that? Okay. So if you to get further in detail. So, um, I think we, we me and my mother we had a uh we had a a conversation to where we had we had differences. Um, because when I graduated from college, I was told that I was going to have a certain job, and unfortunately that's and I told my mom, hey, I got this job. I'm gonna start this job soon. And it was like, oh, great. And she was so proud. And then, fortunately, that job fell through. And I and I and it was looked as if I lied. And I didn't have that. And I was kind of struggling. I was working like a couple part-time jobs. It took me a minute to get a full-time job. I was staying with two other dudes. And we had, you know, it was a room, had two other roommates. And I kind of got sick of them. And I decided to move out. Um... I moved out, not knowing where I was gonna go, with nowhere to go. I started staying with um, somebody that was close to me, like my sister. Um, moved in with with her, sleeping on her living room floor. And at the same time, I was still doing a lot of stuff that I shouldn't be doing, like cheating on Lashawn, 
um, going back and forth with uh, other women. Um, I was doing a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. Whether I was 22, 32, I was doing a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. Um, and even through all of that stuff, even through all of that stuff, LaShawn never turned her back on me. Never turned her back on me. And I will say this time and time again. And it's not the it's not the reason that I, you know, like ultimately fell in love and wanted to like just dedicate my life to LaShawn. But at that particular time, like LaShawn saved my life. Like I could have been doing a lot of other stuff. And I could have I could have really went my life really could have went left. And and I felt like when I even expressed that I'm not in a good position, I'm not doing good financially, like I'm living in Jackson, I didn't even felt like I could have come home, could have came home. Like I could have moved back to Dallas at the time. Like and I probably would have needed to right then and there, but I didn't even felt like I would have been welcome back. So, I stayed in Jackson and I that you know, that's what God, I think God wanted me to do that because that led us to where we are today. But you know, ended up Getting things together, much to the help of LaShawn, um, ended up getting on the right track. And then once I got on the right track, it was like, okay, now we I see that you you actually doing what you're supposed to do. Okay, we, we cool with you now, son. Um, so fast forward, LaShawn is the person I choose to be with. I this is the person that I've you know proclaimed that I love and I, I want to be with. This is going to be my wife. This is my wife. I got two kids with her. We are family. This is our family. What else is it that you want to do? What is it that you that you want from from me, from us? What else is it that you want? So no, it's not a matter of me not um okay. not taking ownership of anything. I take ownership of what I felt like I did was wrong. And if you tell me I did something wrong or I missed I missed a step in between that or missed a line of communication. Okay, I have no choice but to look at it, listen to it, process it, and move on from there. But I honestly feel like during that time frame, I'm I'm mad enough to see what I did wrong and see what I did right. And I, I feel like I've I've put out there what I did that was wrong or that was missed. And and okay, so yeah, it's we're still operating in your truth. The only way that you would be able to to know or reflect on your part um in addition to what you've already agreed that you the part that you've played is to hear that from from them um you know but because it's been so much you you might hear a narrative that you have not yet reflected on from their from their mouths they're they they everybody has their own narrative so i wouldn't necessarily say that you don't have anything I would just say that you don't, you're not aware. You're not aware of their truth, their um, perspective as it pertains to what you have done specifically to push the family away. So there could be things you're just unaware of them. I mean, I, I have no choice but to agree to that until I hear otherwise. So, I mean, yeah. But until then, I'm an angel. That, okay, okay. The angel. Okay, just real quick because, like I said, we no. could, we could go all on, we could go on and on. But do you think that 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 attitude adds fuel to the fire? Yes, it does. But let me tell you this: they all have that attitude. What? 
Yes. What attitude? That everybody right? Tell you something. When I it's first came down like here and I here. met his mama, Absolutely. his whole family, they all have a air of, yes, it's an air of arrogance, but what I like to describe it as is an air of excellence. Like they yeah. are. Let me tell you something. You, if you, you ain't never, you spruced that one up, didn't you, girl? No, no, I ain't trying to air spruce of, it up. Air of excellence. Bro, Go let ahead. me tell you something. I ain't never met a, a whole family of excellence. who. You dare say that they ain't the best if you bad, cause they they gon they the best and they gon bag it up. But that's they also something. But that's also something that we instill in our our, our kids, and we, that's something that's that we want. All you chasing so, does not is, expect. Let me so, tell you something. You set so much high expectations for, uh, just not the kids, but just for the family in general. I really feel like that is a true characteristic that is just all throughout your family but doctor listen so that everything that she just said and everything that you just said i feel is true i feel like i do i do have that mindset and i do think that way about a lot of things but again i can only speak for me it took me a minute to get here but i also don't have a problem and I, I find it rather easy, especially if it's to avoid or get to a resolution to admit when I'm wrong. So if I'm told that I did something wrong or if I didn't go about something the right way, cool. I have no I have no other reason but to respect how you feel, whether if I agree upon it or not, because this, these are arguments that we have about stuff that we go through. Like I have to be if that's how she feels about something. She she hasn't got to this point yet. She hasn't grown. Ah, she hasn't. What does he say? Grow and go. She hasn't. She she she's baby, still growing. She I ain't apologize nowhere yet. You. I apologize. Two days. Two two three days later. That, that's the that's the uh. Anyway, so I don't have a problem with admitting or at least seeing your side of however you feel because I have to. I, I gotta respect how you feel, and then I gotta be able to say, hey, okay, that's how you feel. If I really don't, if I really care about you, I don't want you to feel that way again. So what is it that we need to do, do so you don't feel that way again? That I don't have a problem doing that, and I don't, I don't think that the other side is able to do that. Okay, is your body language also showing that you're receptive? Like, or is your body language? You gotta see me to see my body language. You ain't seen me in I five get years. I get that, but I'm just saying, like, even in this conversation, like, I, I am looking at you, and you're saying. All some of some healthy things you are reporting healthy ways of communication, but I'm looking at you and I still see resistance. And you know and what, I'm, Taylor? It, that may be it's something. just like a straight face. He has to work that may be something. See, that's what, see, that's that may be something that that may be something that I, I just I just you. I just we just grew up because when we were playing football with the Bobcats, we would get cussed out like dogs at in the third and fourth grade. But we were also taught, and I tell my, my, my boys this too when I'm coaching them, don't listen, don't don't listen to how I'm saying something. Listen to what I'm saying. Ignore how I'm saying it. It but well, that's unhealthy. I mean unhealthy. Oh yeah, look, but I got see, 20, I got I, twenty plus years of this this ghetto colloquium that's been <laughs> um you know put on put on put on to me. But Taylor, you and hit it right on the It's a possibility. It's a possibility, but but, but you also, also don't, gotta sit, you also gotta look past things but because but at the end when of is the it not looked at as me being passionate and actually caring about it? I, mean, I gotta I, be, I, mean, I, would I gotta be still, you. I gotta be still faced about it and no, calm I and. Be like, still, I don't. Want, I think well, that it, I just feel like when you didn't call me for all these years and you didn't 
cue the music. You okay. didn't want to hear it. You know, you didn't <laughs> respond to my letter. All I'm saying it is hurt that me. I would ask Versus, you. That shit hurt me, bro. Don't do that. No, no. don't okay. say that shit hurt me. But that's, that's passionate. Okay, but you are. You that's are, passion. Yeah, I, I don't listen to no. the how I said it. Listen because to what I said. Because I've been thinking about this word passion. Uh huh. And just because you put the word passion on it, don't, don't make it okay. Aw, see, see, that's what I'm talking about, Doctor. It doesn't. Come on, speak. You can be Shut passionate. <laughs> you can be passionate, but you still have to be respectful and healthy. And see, I think that's the thing. But I, but that is, if you were to sit in and do a whole, that's the thing. Let me say it. Okay. Room, I say the same. Oh, but see, okay. that's the thing. If it was a, if you were able to see everybody sit down and do their thing, they all are very. I don't like to say high strong because it's high strong negative, but uh, but I'm using it as positive. I feel like everybody is on go mode. It's like I have something to say. This is what I need to say, and this is the way I need well, to say. We're gonna it. have to write. We're gonna have to write uh, how we how we feel down before we communicate face to face because. Um, there's certain people if I see them, I'm a holler and cuss. And so I may not be we I may not, not be ready. No, we're not ready. So that oh, means okay. it's gonna, ready to be. You, oh, okay. you gonna have to segment what? how so you then wanna well, that would worse. be a reason it's, it's why you would push them away. But if you get, respond but with but your it's getting passion. worse. So if, if you continue to <laughs> ignore me or if you continue to not want to talk to me and it goes years and years and years and years and years. Now it's two things two things gonna happen. It's either I'm not gonna care at all and I really don't give a damn what you got going on or it's just gonna keep building up, and then I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just, you know, explode on your ass when the time comes. No, we're not gonna explode on nobody. Or yeah, cut off. Let me tell you something. Oh, this girl. boy is not gonna explode or be disrespectful to nobody on my watch. Uh, point blank. Well, you gonna do it for me? No, we gonna. Cause nah. I done seen you cuss. Okay, but guess what? I ain't cuss. cussing out nobody, mama. I ain't gonna cuss out nobody, mama, and I and I'm not gonna cuss out nobody. <laughs> I I'm not cussing out nobody, mama or daddy. Okay. LaShawn, that's LaShawn of 2020 or that's LaShawn ever in life? Shit, well, LaShawn oh, no, ever, no, no, ever in life, I, had, I ain't never cussed out no, nobody, mama. No, I have not. I don't, I'd be very respectful to people's parents. But about outside of that, it's a 70% chance that I won't. Because it depends on, because this is, I always have operated in a way where I don't want to disappoint Chasing. I don't ever want to put Chasing in a bad spot. So, how I react is going to be a reflection on him and what his mood is. I have been trying to be the peacemaker in between, you know what I'm saying? But I really can't be the peacemaker in between because I got to let, I got to let my husband facilitate that. Um, and so, but ain't nobody finna be cussing out nobody when they see them. If anything it's going to be like, Hello, how are you? Is there any way that I can get put on your schedule? I would love to speak with you. I want to reconnect. I want to. And there's can, no sarcasm in there. Oh, no sarcasm. No, that's my house. real voice because that's my real calm voice because I know how sometimes it could be because I have, because I talk with my hands. Sometimes some people can perceive that as aggressive because some people don't like hand movements, but I do that. So I feel like. If I have to talk with my hands, I need to lower my tone and I need to be intentional about what I'm saying. Well, I guess I guess you're right because that uh, it, it, that's also used as a cop out too, to where if they feel like I'm uh, too aggressive or too passionate, um, then they'll be like, "Oh, look how you acting." Because Sean do that all the time. You're not listening to what I'm saying. You listen to how I'm how I'm saying it. So if that's a distraction, then I guess I'm gonna just have to either write it down or whisper it to you. No, so you, you gonna listen. work on that. 
Okay, well, yeah. yeah. You don't have any self-control? Sometimes. He only has self-control with children. I got self-control. No, because they, they need to, they no, need to feel. They need to feel me. It's a choice, though. When you want to be heard, you're going to switch it up. You're going to switch it up. You can't, you can't do, you can't communicate. You have to adapt to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So you have to know who you're talking to. And it is important to talk about the boundaries of a conversation because if you're triggering me, I might not be listening to you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you might have to leave your passion at the door. Yeah. All right, passion at the door. Go ahead. Oh, we, we have some questions. Yeah. We, we have some questions from the audience, some of them listeners. All right. So, um, one question I'll do, okay. Um, what is the best way to address passive aggressive behavior from in laws? <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, without this person specifically giving me an example, passive aggressive behavior is an unhealthy trait. So it's hard to address. Um, sometimes it depends on how. How it's presented or the mm-hmm. manner in which it's presented. Or we, got, we got to think about the person that we're dealing with and whether they would be able to own that that's, that's their um, behavior, mm-hmm. that, that they are being passive aggressive because sometimes people are unconscious of that. So you do have to label it. You do have to talk about it. Um, what's important is to not be passive aggressive back because that's also easy. If I'm on the receiving end, um, of the passive, passive aggressiveness, then, um, you have to be mindful how you present that. So if someone was, I don't know, talking around you, but you, you feel like they were talking, um, to you like, or talking about you, mm-hmm. um, and let's say we're in a family setting, is it important to bring it up in that family setting? No. Um, I pull, um, Actually, you know what? I talked to my husband about it first. I would because, again, we're talking about an in-law relationship. Right. And some of the tips that I'm going to give suggest that you first try to see if it's something that your husband or your wife can discuss with their specific parent. Um, why do I think that that's the um, better route to take? They potentially know their parent better than you do, so they can communicate in a way where their parent can understand. Their parent might see it as important to their son or daughter and make a better effort at not being passive-aggressive if that's um, a behavior that they exhibit often. Mm-hmm. Um, if if after your husband or wife um, addresses it and it keeps happening, then yeah, maybe we have a one-on-one conversation. In that moment, at that event, probably not because your emotions are heightened and you're sensitive to the um, the, the specific action. And so that probably wouldn't be the best time to address it if you have high emotional reactivity because um, it might not be a productive conversation. But nonetheless, it is a conversation to have. It's not something that should be ignored if it's triggering to this specific person. Okay, okay. All right, so we have another question. What tips do you have for a new couple or people that have not entered a relationship quite yet on how to build a strong foundation with their in-laws? So as a new couple, Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping that at this point they have met both sides. If not, that's, that's important, Mm -hmm. um, to introduce 
your significant other to your parents. Um, the way in which you can build that relationship, because that's what's important, right? It's important to have together time, like um, to spend quality time with all of us. But I would also be an initiator of meeting up with the mom, um, mom and dad or mom, um, inviting them, you know, out for a girl's day. We go get pedigures and we're spending intentional time. Mm-hmm. Um, we all like to present our best selves. So sometimes when we meet somebody, we are, we're really like on an interview, right? Mm-hmm. So we just want to be um, liked. We want to be received. But sometimes people will think like, that's just my initial impression. And yeah, I, I like her or like him, but I don't know him. So in the same way that you would get to know um, new friends, coworkers, um, just developing any type of relationship that's important to you, do the same when it comes to your in-laws. Um, have those, have some of these tough conversations before we get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and not because it is a deal breaker on whether or not you all should get married, but we're already starting the conversation. We're already prepping ourselves because we, as we grow, things will come up and we don't, we don't necessarily want to be so, um, sunshine and rainbows that we haven't had an opportunity to figure out how to solve conflict with one another. So conflict will arise. It's going to happen. Um, and the more time we spend together, the more we will be respected and heard in the instance where, um, conflict might be present, but nonetheless, it's a hope that the more time that you spend, the more the relationship will build. And this person will not necessarily even feel like an in-law, but a bonus mom or dad. Okay. That sounds good. Chasen, do you want to share your question? Um, yeah, so basically I had someone write um, me and advise that their husband's mother has basically or somewhat made it known that she does not um, really care for her. Um, and basically the only reason she tolerates her and she did use the word tolerate um, is because, you know, she's married to her son and they have two kids together. Um, she stated that, you know, she's expressed to him, you know, how she feels uncomfortable and she's also made it known that on holidays she will not be going to spend time with them on holidays um because of you know she you know how she feels she's she's been made to feel uncomfortable by his mother so i guess what advice do you have that it's been expressed to him um how she feels and i guess what they would need to do in order to to move you know in a positive direction similar to to us Um, I would be curious about whether or not this specific mother, um, if there's something that could go from a tolerate to a respect, I, I respect your wife. Um, I don't have a desire to build a relationship with your wife. Um, everybody has a choice in the type of relationships they have, but there's a difference between tolerate and respect. So for this specific individual, I guess I would wonder what, how can we upgrade from a toler, um, from being tolerated to being respected? Um, because you can coexist in the same room with somebody that you respect. Um, and if that is not attainable, then I think together, um, this husband and wife have to decide what that, what the holidays will look like as far as like, are you going to go and I stay? Um, or because I am feeling strongly about not wanting to go, 
um, could that cause conflict in my marriage? And so if that, um, if that son has a relationship with his mother, I think it would be important for him to help his mother understand why it's important for the respect, um, for his mother to respect his wife so that we don't have to be divided at holiday season or birthday parties or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's, if it's always been that way, Jason, for this, for the listener that, um, submitted the question, I would say that I would not give up on the attempt to coexist. Um, if this person has two kids, then that can, um, model for the family that we, we, we can be divided and that's okay. And in, in some situations, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to even just help your kids understand what healthy looks like, even if it's not ideal. Yeah. Even if, even if it's not ideal. So, um, but I would hate to see a family separated at the holidays. So I have a question. Um, so is it bad? Just say for instance, if you know, the husband like, well, you ain't gotta go, but I'm gonna go chill with my family. Um, is that healthy or is it okay? Because if the wife already said, well, I ain't going, it's, it's cool. Or would that, you know, at some point become a rift or, you know, issue. I like to, when, when I am presented with couples, I like to, um, voice that there's no one, one right way to do things. And, um, when I talk to some couples, there's some things that they do that wouldn't work for my family, um, but it works for theirs. So if it worked for their family, mm-hmm. then so that's be okay. it. Okay. Um, well, but... I did that, and it didn't work for our family. So that's mm-hmm. why I, once that happened, once I, you know, LaShawn felt like I chose my family over her, um, I kind of felt like I never wanted to do that again. Um and even when I didn't feel like you chose your family over me, I felt I didn't say you. I mean, that's 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 how I felt. Okay, that's that's how I felt. But when we got married and we went through marriage counseling, I think that's kind of what was instilled in me that once we got married is is that you know nobody else is going it should come before. Um, you know, my wife. Now, it's not to say that I need to shun everybody else, but you know, I can't, I can't, I can't move in one direction if my wife not gonna move with me, or if my wife not gonna go with me in the same direction I'm going. That's just how I feel personally. That, well, that's I just how like I this. feel. I feel like if it, if it all came, if the, if at the end of the day the resolution was. Chasing could have family time with his family, with our kids, and that would mean me sitting out. So be it. Well, we just gonna be. At I just that ain't gonna happen. I just I, I would be okay with that because for the sake of it being at least kind of of a healthy type thing for the kids, where they have access to their aunt, to their grandmama, granddaddy. You know all of that stuff. If that's the case, then fine. But I think but all my that, issue I was. I think we can get to that point. But like like Dr. Taylor just said, like if it's to a point to where you, if if they at least respect you, then it can get to a point to where it's past tolerable 
to where if they at least respect you as a mother, respect you as my wife, if they just have respect for you, then why is it that they can't be able to sit in the same room as you? Because if they at least are able to say, hey, I respect you and everything that you do for your kids. I respect you and everything you do for for your husband. I may not agree with how, how you do it or how you go about doing it or whatever the, the disagreement may be. But, you know, the proof is, is in the pudding. I, I see that, you know, whatever you all are doing in you all's household is working and it's productive and it's 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 what it's supposed to be. Well, so. that's because at the end of the day, they have a choice. You know what I'm saying? And all of that could be very well true and accurate. But they still have a choice on whether they want this person around them or not because they may know all of that. But they may also say, well, I still don't want her around me. Well, and that, be and that can be okay, too, because you don't you don't know what that's going to look like. You don't know what that is because we all have to just take well, that first okay. initial step. That, so. That's what I was going to say. It, it, it could be these baby steps to getting to this point of respect and less about being um, tolerated because multiple times in this conversation um LaShawn has brought it around to the kids and wanting it more for them than she does for herself so and and not to say that she doesn't want it but if 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 I had if if I were met with a choice me or the kids I would send the kids forward um without a doubt because I want my kids to have these relationships um would that would I want that to be where it stops? No, I would love for it to come full circle and everybody be in the same environment, the same. Correct. Place, the same as time. long as it's healthy, especially healthy for the kids, like they need to be in an environment where people feel like, yes, I have not seen this person in a long time, but I feel like this person got my back, or I feel like that I could be my complete self around my auntie. I can be my complete self around my grandmama and not worry about anything you know what i'm saying that type of thing like i want it to be healthy for them but if i just would like to dip my toe in the water just a little bit because as a mother you would have some reservations and some concern if i'm not accepted then what would the treatment be like to my children you know what i'm saying so if it just comes to a position where i can have that conversation it can be like, you know, of course, I would treat your children like I treat my own kids and blase, blase, you know, and whatever the, you know, boundaries or parameters are, then we can move forward. But, I mean, if the baby steps are you and the kids first and I come along two, three years later, then you know what? On those days, I'll just have self-care, LaShawn Day, on your tab. And that's what I do. I run a check up, and you'll be okay with it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Any other questions? I give y'all the homework. Um, no. I feel like the other questions. I think they're in the homework. Someone wanted to know about who should address, you know, mm -hmm. which parent or or whatever. So I think that's in the homework. So yeah, okay. that's about it. The rest of them, I think we hit during the segment. Okay, so um, I'm not going to have Chase and LaShawn actually do the homework in this session. Um, I'm going to leave them with this. I'm also going to um, extend the homework out to anybody who would be interested. Um, and, and they would be able to receive that from Chase and LaShawn. 
but um, this this homework is specific to our reflection of our um, of the of the in-law relationships that you all presented, but it can be um, generalized to okay. other families. And so um, this is homework about in-laws and conflicting situations. There are a lot of self-reflection questions um, as well as um, facilitating interactions. So because in this specific situation, there has been a lot of time missed, we would not want to go into a initial interaction without being mentally prepared. And so um, ways, toxic traits that we have not grown from mm-hmm. are something that I would want to address with the two of you mm-hmm. so that it's something that you're aware of and, and or working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's, a, that's a potential question. What toxic traits have I not grown from? When, um, when, um, we are pre-planning this interaction, I want you to think about different categories that could be brought up and different questions that you would want to ask. Um, some of the questions I have for you, for the, for the two of you to reflect on would be what type of relationship do I, do I desire from our families and how could I do my part to ensure a positive and healthy relationship? What triggers me about my family? How do I potentially trigger them? How can I celebrate the differences that stand in between myself and my family? What boundaries do I have? And what boundaries do or would my family have for me? When conflict arises, who addresses the parents? So that's something, that was a question, LaShawn. Mm -hmm. And again, depending on the dynamic of marriages, they, they can decide what that looks like. Um, in the beginning, before that relationship is developed, I think the specific child should address their parents. Mm-hmm. And so if you're on a level with in-laws where a relationship has been built, trust has been um, developed, and you, all, you feel comfortable enough because you know that they'll know where it, what your attention is and where you're coming from, then you could then address the parents. Mm-hmm. Um and then how do we want to communicate our needs? Um, is that text, email, face-to-face, phone call? Um, how open am I to hearing options? I mean, sorry. How open am I to hearing opinions from others? In what ways do I need to check my own emotional reactivity that can result in a fallout? So potentially, um, so that's all the questions, y'all. Sorry, I'm, I'm switching gears now. Um <laughs> Potentially role play the scenario and be able to redirect um, when it's going downhill. So decide what um, kind of when conflict arises, what redirection tools are we going to use? Are we going to take a pause, take a break? Um, Some people like to call it a timeout, but, you know, (laughs) what have you. Um, Um. Ways to keep the interaction from going downhill is to have specific topics to discuss and try not to fix everything in one sit-down setting. Okay. So even if we do have like a list, a little bit. right? Okay. We can't. It it might be too stimulating, overwhelming, mm-hmm. um, to try to dissect everything that has happened. Um. So, um. 
it's it's basically pre-planning the conversation and interaction. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and you and Chasen, because you know both sides, you all can potentially play devil's advocate for each other and challenge each other to answer these questions based on how the other people in the room might respond. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to what we did, what we've been doing the last two weeks. Right. Reflecting and thinking about, well, what, what would my daddy say? What would my mama say? Or what am I going to do if I feel like someone's not present? Um, am I going to just say meeting over, walk out the door, and then, you know, not even know that you're triggered? So that trigger one is really important because you kind of set the tone for the, the evening, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they, they might say no cursing. So yeah. these things should be said before... The, the conversation come up. Yeah. People should express what their trigger warning is. Yeah. Okay. So also, but in this, I know it was another one that you um stated. I think it was like, um, boundaries. No, not the boundary one. It was the one with like open for um the opinions, opinions. hearing the opinions. Okay. So wonder if you're like, okay, I don't want to hear your personal opinion of me. I just want to hear effects should that be honor or is that are you closing yourself up to the process when you do that because you have to kind of be able to know where that person coming mm-hmm. from right yeah so. I, I initially i was thinking no but yes i yes it would it would be beneficial if it is being presented for a way for us to grow together not to necessarily let me just tell you about yourself because i just feel like i want to do that today mm-hmm. um but if i were to if I were talking to you and my personal opinion was that you don't, you know, when we talk, you don't share the room. Mm -hmm. You are, you take over and, um, you know, no one else gets a word in. Mm -hmm. Then that would, that would be, um, insightful. So I'm a, I'm it might you know, it might, um, come out in anger, but I'm going to take that and say, okay, even if I don't agree, I can Mm -hmm. take it and just say, that's, that's their reflection of me. That's their opinion of me. I can work on that. Okay. I can work on that. So, um, but the self-reflection, most of the self-reflection reflection questions are to set you up for success mm-hmm. um, in this in this dynamic. It could also be something that everybody in the room processes before we even start the meeting mm. so that they even know, like, where are you even coming from? I'm not just here to present my, my list of demands. I'm open to hearing yours, too. Mm-hmm. They might not have any, and that's okay. Or they might not want to fill it out, but you at least put it out there. Yeah. So, again, I'm I'm wanting the two of you to be more or less models for healthy behavior. But you got to know what you struggle with so you can grow and be healthy yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and we're all, I mean, I'm, 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 I got to grow. I, yeah. I still have things that I have to grow from. So, even when I answer all these questions, that doesn't mean, oh, I'm, I'm at my, uh, the top of the growth chart. <laughs> I'm not. Because if I'm answering what toxic traits do I have, obviously I still have them today. Mm-hmm. So I still need to work on them. I still need to grow from them. And that's my opinion. So if I ask somebody else what toxic traits I have, that list might be different. And yeah. so from a different lens, you can learn a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and other people can learn a lot by your self-reflection um, and, and your thoughts and desires. So that's your homework. Again, anybody has access to these questions, um, both Chase and LaShawn, have them to forward over to you if it's something that would be beneficial in in-law relationships, whether um, new couples or seasoned couples mm-hmm. or somewhere in the middle like me. So um, 
there there is something that I wanted to ask both you and Chasen okay. as a finisher process question. Okay. I can't guarantee that I won't want to process with you because that's what I that's what I like to do based <laughs> on your responses. But I'm that's I'm fine. gonna give you um, an opportunity to answer this question, mm-hmm. um, and then, like I said, we can wrap it up, or I'll try my best to shut my mouth and let you all process. <laughs> I'm gonna try. So the okay. the question is. Um, if there was someone listening right now that you were wanting to reach, what would you want them to know about why this was important to you? You want to go first or you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, so... (laughs) Okay, so for my family in particular, I would want my family to know that I love and care about them deeply and that I respect all the sacrifices and things that, you know, my family has made for me as a whole. Um, that's my immediate family, extended family. Um, I would want them to know that I need their support, um, in trusting me, trusting me, trusting that I make, um, good decisions, uh, for my family, I make good decisions for myself. And even if it is viewed as a bad decision, just let me go through the process of learning. Um, because I think sometimes it takes a person, especially like me, especially a, um, I would have to say one of my toxic traits is, um, I'm controlling a little bit, um, controlling as it relates to myself. I like to control myself a lot um, to where it's pretty unhealthy. Um, And so um, because of that, sometimes when I fail, I teach myself a lesson. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I would want my family to not be so critical of things that I do and to support me more in that um and that aspect, you know, um, just, you ain't got to hold my hand while I go through the fire, but just be ready with the holes in the back. You know what I'm saying? Just be ready, cocked, loaded with the holes for my in-laws, the holes in the back, not the holes, but the holes. See, we look can at go you. To the next um, anyway, <laughs> to my in-laws, um, I would want them to know that um, I am very much so invested in um, chasing. Um, chasing has always been and will always be very near and dear to my heart. I'm very, 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 very overprotective of chasing. Um, and I'm not going to say that I think I know best, but I will say that I have a very invested interest as if, as anyone else that has known Chase his whole entire life. So my, um, my perspective is to come from, um, to have an open heart, to be willing to learn to be willing to um, problem solve in whatever type of way that I need to. But I would like for it to be done in a way where 
the 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 goal could be um for the kids and for chasing to be um accepted in his family again um like i said before and i'll keep on saying it um i am secondary in this um if you want to have a relationship with me i'm very much so open to having a relationship and if you don't it won't change anything um on my end um but i i most definitely want chasing to be the most important part because if it's i feel like if it's all fixed with chasing everything else will go according to plan uh it's it's gonna be pretty short and sweet um to my in-laws um you just need to please know and understand that uh i would like for you to know and understand thank you come on come on Taylor. come on dr Taylor. i would like no but, but no i i need no 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 no, no. but you well we i want you to make requests not demands that's right all. but no but listen to what i'm saying though. okay i need I need. Okay. Not you need. You need. I ain't say you need to understand. I need for you to understand. That's okay. Okay. There's there's not a difference. Go ahead. I need for you to understand that I have LaShawn, Chase, and Carson's best interests at heart. I have made a commitment to protect them, um, provide, and you know, do all the things I'm supposed to do as the head of this household. Um, and I don't intend or, you know, ever putting them in a position to where they aren't protected or in a, a good position. Um, so if that can be the starting point, then, um, yeah, I, I, I just need for you to, to know that. And hopefully you can understand um, that and, and, and know that. Um, and as far as, uh, my family's concerned, like I, I, I need for you to know and you know, to hear when I say that, I'm you know, I'm open, I'm still open, um, to at least starting the process and everything as far as we discussed today in, of, of mending and then at least coming to a point to where, you know, if I'm, I'm wrong in everything that I've, you know, said and, and think, then I'm I'm open to to listening um and and admitting that I'm wrong but um I'm open to hearing whatever it is um I I would prefer not to keep going without knowing whatever it is whatever's present preventing from you know you all to um communicate and and be in our children's lives and be in our lives ultimately um so I'm I'm open um and you know if if you choose to communicate to, to anyone, um, you know, definitely I hope that whatever, whatever and however you communicate, I hope it's to a path of some type of, uh, some type of positive path. But at the end of the day, um, it, you know, my, my, my lines of communication are open. So that's my phone, cell phone, email, my address, um, all my lines of communication are open and have been open. So, um, I, I think, you know, I may can try again, but, um, 
if 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 it behooves you and it falls upon your heart by the Lord, then uh understand that, you know. Again, my lines of communication are, are open and you'll have a, a response back respectfully. Anything else, doctor? I'm done. I'm done giving you. Bam. I'm done giving you a um well, challenging doctor. you, and, but it's because I want to grow you. Stay there. That's yeah, all. Yes. I like grow the grow and go. And go. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Is that your thing? You know, it might just need to be. Yeah. Baby, you better get a shirt that say go and grow. You better grow get on out of here. Right. Oh, she well, can do doctor, it both ways. Anyway. Hashtag. I, we 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 definitely appreciate you um and i know if it's not even just for us i know it's going to benefit somebody else mm-hmm. in their situation as well so um definitely appreciate you um you know using your expertise today and on, on this uh, show so um y'all give it up a hand clap for um dr Dyson Taylor East, uh, damn, Elam Ray. It's long. It's it long she got long. a long name, but you know, what's your and middle you name, Doctor Taylor? When you get that shit Beyonce. printed, get the Ooh, whole, get do the, the whole get thing. The, make sure you always put your whole name on every short in that thing. Doctor, Doctor Taylor, Taylor Bianca, Dyson Elam Ray. Okay, give it up. Better get give it up. Okay, right, so. and y'all know y'all gonna hear her again on a future episode because we definitely need. <laughs> Baby, she can't. But you make sure y'all support so we can come out of the uh, my last nerve budget. <laughs> no, I definitely enjoy yes. being on the podcast. I appreciate you all bringing me here um, for every topic and specifically for this one. So, um, you know, feel free to submit your questions. Still, I um, definitely don't mind processing with um, with our listeners and um, reach out to Lashawn and Chasen for the questions if you if it would benefit you or if it's about the show please contact LaShawn and I or contact uh, my last nerve or contact the email address that LaShawn gonna say in a minute when I put that part at the end of the episode <laughs> as I always do but, but yes we appreciate you we appreciate you we appreciate you this is exactly what me and Chasen sought out to do when we talked about the podcast we want to be able to bring real life issues to the podcast no no fluffy stuff we ready to do work we want to help the black community and black families um yeah, just be successful community. so yeah all right before we uh wrap up today's episode um I, I I do have a my last nerve, and I I, I found this. I, I rarely get on Facebook. I rarely get on Facebook, and I don't know why. <laughs> Facebook um, good. I love Facebook. But when Facebook. I when I do get on Facebook, I always see old oh, people you may know and la 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 la. Well, some of these people I may know are probably people that I haven't seen in years. Um, so use your real name on Facebook. This is not Instagram or anything else. Use your real name. Not um, Cocoa Butter Kisses. And I, cause I'm trying to figure out who you are. I'm looking at your face, but I'm terrible with names. Use your real name so it can go along with your face so I can actually Wait see who you are. Ain't nobody. That cap. Is That's Cap. People not using their real names on Facebook, and I don't understand why. They That's never not the changed their Facebook name then. Because, you know, you was home. You know, back in the day, you named yourself like Jack. Jacktown Finest 2011. That well, was me. this isn't, this isn't uh, MySpace. Facebook. This isn't Twitter. It's, it's, <laughs> this isn't Instagram. This is Facebook. Use your real name. That way somebody knows exactly who you are. Now, the only reason you may not be using your real name is because you don't want your job or somebody else to 
to to see you. No, I don't feel you. Live your life right or be an entrepreneur. No, I just don't know because it's a lot. Stop putting that silly shit on uh, Facebook. How about that? But I'm just, no, it could just be anything. Sometimes people I work with, I don't want them seeing my regular ass life. Private. Yeah, I don't. I, they they be they be sending me prayer what? requests, and I do not be. But use them. your <laughs> real name. That's all I have. Use your real name on Facebook, especially if your face don't match. I don't know something may have happened, good or bad. Use what, your, sir? Use off. your real name. Get off of here. All right, yeah. y'all. We have kept enough of your time. We do appreciate y'all for listening. Please make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend and share. Um, yeah. Subscribe. All of that stuff. All that. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Keep up with everything My Last Nerve by following us on Instagram at My Last Nerve Podcast or on Facebook at My Last Nerve Podcast. You can send your listener letters to My Last Nerve Podcast Show at gmail.com. <laughs>